Welcome to Cover 4. If you're a Section 4 football fan, this is your podcast. I'm Coach Smith, and I'll be your host. Our guests today on Cover 4 are the boys in the booth. You'll find them in the broadcast booth at Vestal High School with the Vestal Golden Bears football games. They're a team of five, and they're actually an extension of the third team on the field, which is the officiating team. You probably don't think of these guys too often when you go to a football game and wonder, well, what, what's the guys in the booth doing? But this team would definitely be missed if they didn't perform their responsibilities. Every play, you're viewing some result of their efforts all game long, whether it's the game clock, I'm sorry, the play clock or the game clock. And there's one of these individuals that you hear all the time over the PA system. So if they weren't there doing what they do and have done for so long, you would definitely miss them. Welcome, team. Thanks. Thanks, Welcome. Okay, and here are the team members. Uh, we got Roger Rury. He's on the drums. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's that's the wrong intro. You're, that's your band. This is Roger Rury, Ken Sherwood, Ed Dudkowski, Dave Simic, and a guy they call Tom Doc Van Gorder. That's the team of the five guys that are what I call the boys in the booth. And we'll start off with the uh, the leader of the gang, Dave Simic. So I guess with you were the first one in this group. And they go back quite a ways. I did a little research, and it was back just after they instituted the leather helmets is when these guys actually started doing this. So, Dave, if you would start and share with us a little bit of your backstory, how you became part of the boys in the booth, and then when you're done with that, what your primary responsibility is and how you go about doing that. So, Dave, you're up. All right. So, yeah, it, it has been a few years. I don't think the leather helmets were quite – I think they were out of, out of uh, commission by then. But, but we took – I was uh, – I guess took uh, my spot in the booth in 92, best I can recollect. Uh, it actually appeared on, a, on an old resume that I just saw where I was trying to track. Uh, so in 92, uh, I was up there, and I was petitioning for the public address job from my elementary uh, uh, PE – teacher, Terry Wood. Terry Wood was a longtime PA guy up there, and he there was a, a total different char- cast of characters up there at the time. But I remember my brother was in there, I think, also doing doing something, one the same game that I remember telling my old gym teacher. I said, hey, Mr. Wood, uh, I can do this better or something like that. And, and, and lo and behold, he ends up leaving the next year and goes and does um, – uh, works for Willow Run Foods, and now he's the the CEO and president of Willow Run Foods. Uh, you know, and, and and I then took over the public address announcing. But but now I've I've had to morph into a different. I, I bumped the seat over uh, and had to take over duties doing the uh, the, the clock. Um, and I so I do the down marker, yards to go, and and uh, score. So basically, the the essence of the scoreboard. And um, I had to relinquish my PA duties when I took my job a new job, uh, my real job of uh, athletic director, associate athletic director at, at Binghamton University. So when that happened, my compliance officer came to me and told me uh, that Dave, you cannot, you can no longer be the uh, uh, public address announcer for a high school with recruitable age athletes. And it really just blew me away. So I was, I was depressed. I, I always thought I was going to do it until I was at least this age and, and even older, but had to, had to punt it off and, and then recruited uh, the pipes of, uh, of our now public address announcer, Ed Dukowski. So that's my story. That's how I got there. It's been since 92. I can't believe it. Great. You guys do a great job. And that's a great segue into you, Ed. Uh, great. Thank, thanks, Tim. 
Um, I took over actually, we, you know, old age memory kind of kicked in and we've been bouncing this around the last couple of days, but I believe I started in the press box in about 98. Um, I was doing the scoreboard, you know, knew Dave as a friend and he said, Hey, he goes, you, you, you want to do this scoreboard thing? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's Friday night. You got to go watch the football games and it, it beats sitting out where it was raining and cold. So went up into the press box <laughs> and did the scoreboard. Then I think it was about 2000, his daughter Tara had her senior night as a cheerleader. And Dave said, I can't announce here. He handed the microphone to me and walked, walked away. And I was like, yeah, okay, I, I don't know if I can do this, but I got through the senior night and it, it took me a long time to read it. I read it very slow and deliberate, unlike I do now, um, but got through senior night. And then as Dave said, he got his compliance finger slapped or hand slapped. And I think it was 2002, he said, I'm done. You got to do it. And I took over and it's kind of been mine since then. And it's, uh, it's kind of a twisted path to get there, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. Kenny, what do you got to share with us? Well, I, I started just about the same time as uh, Ed started right around 98. You know, uh, my twins, Dave's boy, Matt and Tom's boy, Mike, they all played football together. So we were always at the games Dave is a neighbor of mine, and I think we showed up at a game one time, and they could have been shorthanded, and he says, hey, how'd you like to help out? So I went up there and said, sure, I'd help out. Little did I know that they said, hey, you got to do game clock. And I go, well, what's the game clock rules? I don't know. You know, just just watch those five guys on the field, and then if they signal, you got to do something. So I learned, I learned game clock back the first game and been doing it ever since. Uh, it's been fun. You have to watch all five referees because you don't know if somebody across the field is blowing a whistle for a timeout or whatever. So you got to pay attention to the game quite a bit. And actually it's led me on to a second portion of the career is Dave invited me to help out over at BU doing game management at BU. So I do the shot clock, game clock, scoreboard over at BU. And I've been doing that almost the same length of time. It's been about 20 years doing that too. So, you know, starting off at Vestal got me over to BU, helping with a basketball game uh, table management over there. Kenny, I got a question for you. Recently, there's been an insertion of a 40-second and a 25-second play clock. And how, do you, how have you adapted to that with the one officials, officials one arm up, you know, second arm up? How have you adapted to that? That's, that's play clock. That would be Raj. Oh, right. That would answer that one. Okay, that's Raj. Okay, I'm sorry. My my <laughs> clock my clock would be where everybody's looking at the big board and seeing those big numbers. So if you do something wrong, a lot of people notice. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for sharing that, Roger. You're up now, and let's uh, let's talk to you and make and make sure you hit that 40 second and 25 second play clock. Too. <laughs> uh, I'm a little. I'm the I'm the young guy in the booth uh, from from a seniority <laughs> standpoint. I got involved in the early 2000s. Both my daughters were cheerleaders. And, of course, I'm a football fan, and that gave me an excuse to have to go to the games, was to watch them cheer. And I'm friends with Ed and, and Dave. So on those cold Friday nights, I used to kind of go up and hang out in the press box door. They just <laughs> stand, stand there and shoot the breeze with them while the game was going on. They were doing their thing. And over time, I, I became a fill-in for the different positions. And that, then when the 25-second the clock, and when the stadium was redone, we had the 25-second clock. 
which has evolved into the 40-second clock, but I became the, the full-time operator of that. And as far as adjusting to the 40-second clock from the 25-second clock, 40-second clock's a lot easier because basically play ends, you start, the, you reset the clock and start it over again. You have to keep your eye on the umpire, right? The guy with the white hat, he'll give you the signal if it has to be set to 25. But that overall, that's a rare occurrence. So it's basically the play ends, you start the clock over. Okay, good. And what, what Raj didn't add was he was what was known as press box security. And he would show up with this big, heavy leather jacket on with the collar turned up. And he'd just stand there and look ugly. And if, if you remember, it was in the old press box that was rickety and falling apart. And if you put more than like six people in it, it was going to collapse and everybody was going to die. So, so Raj, Raj did a great job keeping us alive. I mean, I, I, I did most Raj of my standing on I did most of my security work from the top row of the bleachers, not actually in the press box because, <laughs> because of the because of the weight limit. You know, smart I, man. I can't think of any occurrence of any vandalism or anything getting out of control in, in the last few years. So you must have that really really under control. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's that's the stuff. I mean, we get that stuff, keep it rolling. Sure. And now we got. Hey, Tom, wake up, Tom. I'm awake. Wake I'm up. Awake. Okay, I'm here. now we got Tom Van Gorder up. I've been uh, the Vestal spotter for probably almost as long as Dave has been started as the announcer. Dave's my brother-in-law. I got kind of a connection with all these guys. I went to high school with Roger's wife uh, and with uh, Ken's wife. And uh, Ed and I are both uh, graduates of Clarkson University. And uh, Dave's my brother-in-law. So he got me kind of started shortly after he became the uh, announcer. And uh, we've been kind of hanging out for a long time. And, and he's always dragged me around on his little projects. When, <laughs> when, when the Binghamton Mets first started their uh, stadium, oh, every God. Friday afternoon, Dave would drag me down to the, uh, to the stadium. And he was fiddling as the stadium was being constructed. And I had to hold the camera and spot for him then. And kind of, he would, I'd, he'd be interviewing patrons and we'd go in the bars across the street and <laughs> anybody was walking around. Um, and so I was holding that. So he kind of dragged me into the Vesto uh, stadium as well. And I've probably been the spotter since probably a year or so after he started announcing. So I help Ed now. I watched the whole game through a pair of binoculars <laughs> and kind of just focus on what's going on on the field, trying to watch the ball and trying to give uh, Ed at this point who makes the tackle, who's carrying the ball, that type of thing. Nice. What's, what's yeah, your efficiency rate? Uh, about 99.9%. <laughs> he was better. I say, he, was, he was better when he was my spotter because when, when, when I handed him off to Ed, you know, it was a few years later, and I think maybe the eyesight was going, but, but I think Tom and I, we, we had a great connection. But Ed, Ed and Tom – there's there's times where where there's some back and forth going on luckily the microphone's <laughs> off yeah tim perfect example i mean tom what number were you when you played 60 65 65 the tim, there's the times where he'll call he'll call 65 made the tackle and i'll real quick go looking through the the, the roster there's no 65 on the roster he goes that's right because it was tom van gorder possibly one of the greatest players to ever done with the golden bear uniform and i'll just look at him and i'll just go stop just stop now so hey just tim just as an add-on what tom was talking about going and filming dave at the uh the bmet stadium dave dragged me along one time and he said come on we're getting a tour of the stadium 
So oh, yeah. here's all these you know real newspaper people and real TV people. We've got his VCR thing here. He's got a microphone plugged in that's about 12 feet long, and we're wandering through <laughs> pretending we're part of the press crew that's doing it. We get all the way at the very end, and he goes to ask the general manager at the time. It was uh, R.C. Reutemann. Uh, so, R.C., I have a question for you. And he asked it, and he just looks at Dave and goes, next. Just like that. It was like, we're busted. We need to leave right now. So. <laughs> Now, are any of those videos available out on YouTube or uh, social media anyplace? <laughs> I, I've got them. I've got that whole thing edited and burned on a DVD. So if, if you want to see it, yeah, the, the, the making of the stadium. And when they got their new scoreboard downtown, uh, they asked me for a copy of it to, to play, you know, you know, kind of bits and pieces of, of the making of the stadium. So, yeah, I got everything from all the news articles, the, 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 uh, the, um, the uh, TV reports and that kind of stuff. And like Tom said, we got people off the street and just, I went to literally went into the bar across the street. We're interviewing, you know, drunks. No, just interviewing people and yeah, right. people on the street. Hey, what do you think? Baseball's coming back to Binghamton. Got my picture. To, Tom and I went to the mayor's office. Remember Tom? Juanita yes. Crab? Juanita Crab. We went sure. to Juanita's office and, and interviewed her. He was my <laughs> cameraman. <laughs> she didn't ask for any credentials or anything? Uh, geez, I don't know. I, I, I called, made the appointment and said, you know, we got an appointment. I t- told Tom, meet me at, at the town hall at uh, you know noon. and <laughs> We marched in there. It was great. That's funny. I heard, I don't know if this is a true story or not, but I know Tom's accuracy wasn't real good when he first started spotting, but somebody had noticed that he had the binoculars backwards. That that (laughs) kind of impeded his accuracy. Was that true? No, that's not true. But but Tim, you know what Tom does do, and these guys can vouch for it, is, is if there is a Yankees game on the night of a game, Tom will have in the headphones and he'll be listening to the Yankees game. There'll be plays on the field, and Tom will just go, uh, five tackle by 42. Yankees <laughs> score. Yes, 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 yes. And the best part is, is Ken is usually watching or listening, and Rogers, and they're about 30 seconds ahead of Tom on the broadcast. So they'll, they'll always just give Tom, oh, you watch this, watch this. Uh, Jeter's going to do something great. And all of a sudden, Jeter strikes out. Tom's like – well, don't say things like that. It's yeah, it's you know, his accuracy can be off by a hundredth of a percent because he is listening to the typically. Bottom line is you guys enjoy it and you have a good time up there. Yeah. We appreciate everybody appreciates what you guys do. Cause if you weren't there, like I said, you would definitely be missed by the sounds of it. We've morphed into the storytelling portion of this episode. So go ahead. Anybody that's got a story is free game. Go ahead. Let's have it. Well, I have a, I have a story. I'll start. I have a story. I, usually, there's a player. You know, Ed's Ed's really passionate about it and about getting the players' names correct because uh, he knows if families are in the stands and they want to hear. So he goes before the game. Each game, he'll go usually try to catch a coach on the opposite side and try to get the pronounce pronunciation of each player. But there's always a player on the other team who has about 25 letters in his name without a vowel. You know, he could be playing for the, the Czech, the Czech Republic hockey team, for all we know. And that kid may not even see the football field, but he's going to make a few tackles that night. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and that's, that's never really. Yeah, Tom, or, Tom or... Just drop, he'll just drop it on me. It's like, you know, 42 and I'll go 42. Uh, um, uh, um... <laughs> yeah, I can't say that name. And. <laughs> or, or or also sometimes there's a kid on the sidelines and on crutches who probably hasn't seen the field all year 
and and he always gets introduced at some point in yeah. the game, he either running it. with the ball or making a tackle or doing something. So we have a good and, time. And that's and and I think the fun of that is to see when you look across and you see the kid heard his name and he's he's looking around like wow I I did something. So it's <laughs> right. yeah I think that's the the fun of what we've morphed into as you can see it's you, you got five guys that are good friends and we get to spend Friday nights together doing something fun and and I know it's evolved for all of us over the years is is except for Raj, whose son played or ran cross country in the fall, we all had kids at one point that were on that field. So it really was kind of, it's kind of cool to sit there and announce your own kids or your friend's kids and then be able to say, you know, call your kid scoring a touchdown. I mean, it's, it's a thrill as a dad to see your kid do something, but then they score and you get to call it and you, you try not to have that emotion in your voice but I usually get yelled at, have some emotion. It's your freaking son. And I get uh-huh. smacked by somebody from the side. So yeah, you tend to I, mean, that, I think that was a way. big thrill for all yeah. of us too. Now, is, did you find it hard saying your own name like that? No, I practice it in the shower all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, one, one thing that, that I get asked a lot is when are you going to quit doing this? And, and I always kid that when they take the microphone out of my hand, cause I'm, I'm dead. But I've set my goal that when my two grandsons play and one throws a touchdown pass to the other, I said, I'll drop the mic at that point and I'm walking out of the booth. So one of you guys is going to have to pick that mic up because if, if Jack ever throws a touchdown to Carter, I'm out. I'm done. It's it's done. So Nice. Nice. Well, and Friday, Friday nights have evolved into a social event, not only for us in the press box, but for our wives during the game and after the game. We always seem to meet up meet them at a local pub afterwards for a few beers and some wings to uh, not only reminisce about what happened in the game, but the, any other current events. So yeah, I, I think the, yeah, I think the wives look forward to Friday night home games. They may not go to the game, but they're looking forward to the, uh, the after party, if you might say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's always a bonus too. If, if we happen to be uh, coming with, with extra money, because we all participate in the 50 fifties every game. And, and for years, you know, as long as they do the 50-50 and, and we, we flag them down, Ed, Ed will, you know, announce over the PA, you know, 50-50, please report to the press box so we can, you know, get our uh, tickets. But they'll, they'll, you know, everybody throws a buck on the table and we buy a, an arm's length. And I think we won at least three times, right? I can remember uh, at least we three. We about that, yeah. But, and but I, I want to say that one, one time, didn't we win like three, it was like 394 or something and we felt guilty, like not announcing a winner because... <laughs> We won. It's like we you know, won. right away people turned around and accused us of you just picked your own number. So we didn't pick the number. Yeah, Somebody we don't pick them. Did, but yeah, they they, they, they always bring yeah. up the bag and, and they usually have like a girl, little little young kid with them and they pick it and, and we've won and, and then we go, you know, like I said, out to the VI or wherever we go to afterwards and, and it's it's great. So so we, we don't get paid a lot. In fact, I think the last several years I think we've deferred our, our pay. We we pay, yeah. pretty much uh, go up there. We're we're having a good time and you know, like I say, it's a social thing for us now at this point and uh, well, I think well, budget's getting I cut every year anyway. I guess we're doing our part. I think yeah. too. It, Tim, I know you usually announce the games right over from us, the booth over. So you you've got to hear. Oh yeah, I can feel the the thing, the booth shake a little bit sometimes, and, the- and I I hear I hear sometimes I hear things, but usually I'm locked in on the game and in a headset. You really don't hear a whole lot, but I think I know broadcasting games kind of keeps me younger and a little in a, in a sense because you're kind of in that um atmosphere where you got all the young student athletes and students running around and it's yeah. 
it's a young man's game, but I think doing what we're doing and adding you guys add your expertise to it. Plus there's that little bit that keeps you young at heart as well. You know, running around with, you know, it's not like you're in a senior citizen's home sitting there, you know, playing the big beach ball drums or something. You're actually doing something you like to do. Yeah. We, yeah. We got to meet, you know, uh, like Fran Angeline was there quite a bit. Roger Neal broadcast games. It was kind of neat to, see all those guys occasionally showing up for the game and, and discussing sports with them. Yeah. So. And Roger's very knowledgeable. And I just, I'm glad I got a chance to ride with him a little. I, I call him Batman and I'm his Robin, but he, we, uh, we, we just kind of hit it off. We did some semi pro games way back when for a season, but then, uh, you know, once my kids got older and grown up and off, we got a chance to do that, but it's sort of like what you guys do. It's just, it's a, you know, it's something you enjoy to do. It's, it's fun to do. And I know you guys, you do your preparatory stuff like they were talking about, Ed, you go get the phonetic pronunciations, you know, all those kind of things. And uh, that's that's key, because if you you know, how would you like to have your name mispronounced? You know, that's 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 not a good thing. And especially yeah. when they're like well, right there in front of the booth. Yeah. And, then, and we, we do get parents that turn around. I mean, we I'm sure we <laughs> can count the number of times we've seen a parent march over from the visitors bleachers and oh, come yeah. right up and tell us. <laughs> You said his name wrong. It's like I'm. I'm very sorry. I'll make sure I say it the right way, and then uh, we'll do it. But we all make sure I, we I'm point to the announcer. Yeah, point to me and see that guy. Yeah. But but hey, full what? disclosure here, Tim. I, I'll be totally honest. Is is I do listen to Roger Neal quite a bit, and and I hear him with drop some of the names, and it's you know lots of times if if Tom's engrossed in the Mets game or he's eating granola or yogurt or whatever he happens to bring up there to, to consume him at the time. I'll listen over here what Roger says. And sometimes I'll pick up and go, okay, Tom's a little spaced out, but, but I think the, the really cool thing, if you look at the team here is, is yeah, we each have our own position that we're supposed to do up there, but the number of times that, you know, Dave's trying to figure out how many yards to go and Roger blurts it out or, you know, a tackle's made and somebody's throwing another number out of a player. So, I mean, we've really turned into a team up there. And I, I think that's part of the fun of it is, is we're all competitive still. You know, we all play team sports. And I mean, those, those days are passing us by to be a team out on the field. So we get to be a team in the box now. And I. We do the same thing with you guys, too. There'll, there may be. A, quite honestly, I missed it last fall a lot. And yeah. I'm going to say, I was just going to say our last highlight was when we, we got to do the five games in two days when we uh, best hosted well, the. Uh, the state, yeah. the state quarterfinals in oh, 2019. That, that was, was that, that was good God, that's right. When you yeah. think about it, I mean, we were going to do. Everybody was a little hesitant going in, saying five games in two days. I mean, we're going to be in that press box forever. But I mean, at the end of the night, that Saturday night, it was the last play of the game that won it for uh, Cicero, Cicero North Syracuse over Corning. I mean, we looked at each other and said that wasn't bad at all because I mean it was. It was good football. We were totally engrossed. We got to see some outstanding players, both from Section Four and Section Three. So it turned out to be a good time. And I, yeah. You know, we did. We didn't. We were looking forward to last year, of course, and we are. It is what it is. Right. I want to share something with our our listeners, and they, obviously they can't see you because they're just going to be able to hear the audio. But this truly is a team, and they all have on of green vestal t-shirt and i think are they all the same years yeah 2019 2019 jersey 
And that that's the epitome of a team when you have a uniform uniform and that that's, that's pretty cool to, to see that. So this truly is a true team. And like I said, they're an extension of the third team on the field, the officials and guys, unless you have anything else, I want to thank you for really doing a great job and sharing your backstories and sharing some insights and, and jokes. Oh, I got Dave. Somebody's got one here. Well, I think, I think we just got to, you know, kind of, make sure that everybody knows that we multitask, you know, amongst ourselves, but, but also at halftime of homecoming games, we are the judges. So I don't think people realize, well, who decides what float won and, and all that good stuff. So, you know, we, we labor over at up there, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty intense. You know, the, vote, the voting comes down to, you know, tiebreakers all just go to Ed cause he's got the mics like, all right, Ed, is it the junior class or the senior class? Or whatever and it's just you know if his daughter happened to be in the junior class then they won that year but but, but we we have some fun with that too and then right after the homecoming uh, games back in my dj days i used to have to say hey, i got a bulk you know like like with a minute left in the game or whatever you know it's like i'd run out of there and leave those guys having to having to do the clock or, or i'd leave right at the buzzer and, and have to run up to the gym to, to do a dance room but but homecomings were fun nice how do, what is the tiebreakers for homecoming <laughs> ed what is it um, remember there were a bunch of abbreviated initials we weren't allowed to mention tonight. So I'll just say we, it's, it's typically goes to the senior class. That's if we had to do it, it, you know, speaking of homecoming, I remember the year that my daughter was up for homecoming queen and, and I saw like before I opened it up and read it and these guys said, you can't tell her. I was like, well, no, of course I can't. Can I tell my wife? No, you're not allowed to tell her either. So I sat there the entire time and then it came time to read the, it was the queen and the, the runner up. And I almost read my daughter's name as the runner up by accident instead of the, the winner. And I don't think I, I would have been kicked out of the family if I did that. Oh, I think that, that, would have that, that wouldn't have gone over very well. <laughs> no, no. no, that would have been like a, a burp in church. That's that's not yes. good. That's not good. <laughs> well, listen, you guys, thanks again. I really appreciate you having you on and uh, successful season to the Vestal Golden Bears. And I'll be seeing you guys up in the booth, hopefully here. Uh, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Take care, you guys. We'll, we'll be Tim. there and be ready, Thank Tim. you. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to click the subscribe button. And remember, tell your friends, Coach Smith says, visit Cover4.com and get involved. In football and life, it's not where we line up, it's where we wind up. Thank you for listening.